So I'm just pressing the. Just the space guard. Just like, thing. just like on a normal. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, keywords. Yeah, I'm definitely going to talk about keywords, and um, I'm sure everybody's seen keyword talks before, which send them to sleep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try not to do that today. Uh, I want to talk about them maybe a little bit differently to how we've talked about them before. Um, but I say, I, I, I say that I'm going to try because I, I am an SEO and I'm. And I live and breathe them all day, so um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Is anybody else an SEO or deals with keywords? Not from Ferber. Anyone <laughs> else deals with keywords? And does anybody work in a shop, in a real world shop, and maybe doesn't even know what keywords are, but actually just talks to people on a daily <laughs> basis? Or not in a shop, but just talks with people who are their customers in, in the real world? Yeah, so I kind of want, if we finish this talk today, agreeing that that we should talk more, then I think that's that's kind of what I want to do with, with this talk. Um, I'm kind of hoping that there would be one person that worked in this talk. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the analogy of working in a real, in a real shop or in, in some kind of job where you talk with people on a daily basis, talk with your customers on a daily basis, to and make that analogy between that and doing keyword research and, and building a web page to engage somebody in kind of exactly the same way you would do in real life and the, and the pitfalls that we get when we do SEO or when we build websites, um, which kind of s make us lose sight of the fact that we're talking to, we're still talking to a real person. Um, so if you have a shop, you have, you have conversations with people as they come in, you, unless you're the, maybe the grumpiest of people, you, you can't really avoid that, right? Um, and it's exactly the same with websites. Um, in a real world scenario, in our shop, you talk to people um, over time in a kind of really natural, digestible way. You learn the kind of things that they ask you. You probably get asked the same things like on a daily basis. You learn um, about the kind of related topics that they, that they need to understand in order to fully be behind making a sale. And you probably definitely learn some um, kind of persuasive techniques that you have in, in the language and the way you engage people. You probably also recognise when you maybe shouldn't be selling to that person as well, right? But all of those things happen when you're in a shop. Um, and what I want to put across is that that doesn't work any differently with a website. We're still, we're still engaging with people, we're still understanding, people are still coming to us with queries and we're still making web pages that, that engage with them on that. Um, over time I think maybe we've lost a little bit, lost the sight of that a little bit. Um, one of the reasons why maybe is that when we do it for a website, this happens. Um, you, you, maybe it's a bit blurred, so you can't see the, what keywords they are, but it definitely happens to us all. Um, you, want to gain, you want to gain an understanding of the kind of landscape that your search landscape that your website exists in, and um, what happens is you just get bombarded, right? There's, there's all kinds of keywords. Some, some of them have got really high volumes. Some of them have got really low volumes. Some of them look almost identical but have different volumes and some of them just feel completely unrelated uh, and it can be really overwhelming um, and certainly it can be easy to just give up and start using your gut feel um, which I don't necessarily disagree with I suppose um, but what's happening is you're seeing all of those conversations on one bit of paper all at the same time and if you stood in a shop and had every customer you're going to speak to that year come into a room and shout their they're questioning you all at the same time. That's basically what that sheet before looks like, right? That's, that's how it would feel. But it doesn't change the fact that 
Well, I guess what I'm saying is we don't have any other way of going about finding what these people are talking about online. This is how we have to do it. But because it, just, because it's com just because it's difficult uh, or overwhelming doesn't change the fact that all of those keywords are really super important to you. All of, those, all of those keywords and all of those volumes beside those keywords are real people sitting at a desk or on their phone trying to ask you something or trying to buy something from you. And it, um, there's a real kind of danger that, we, that we, we don't find what we want from keyword research and we kind of forget that. But actually, these are real people sitting at the desk. Or, or on whatever device it is they're using to search. So I figured we could play a little game and maybe start a shop and, <laughs> and have some people come in and, and ask us some questions about the stuff we do. And we could, we could see how, how it is that we might reply to them and some of the dangers that we kind of fall into when we, when we, when we move away from that and start building websites for, for keyword targeting or for WordCamp or something like that. Right? So, the, oh, uh, this is a shop. Uh, it's, it's on the Norfolk Broads and it hires boats to tourists. Uh, and there's no specific reason for that. Oh, well, there is, but it's not a very important one. It's very, they have very nice keywords. Those <laughs> boat, hire, boat hire on the Norfolk Broads has a really nice, broad, clean, clear set of keywords. But that's the only real reason. Um, so we've been open a couple of days and someone walks in and they ask us if they can take one of their dogs on one of the, they ask us if they can take their dog on one of our boats if they were to hire. Um, and if we wade through our keyword research, we'll find that there's a keyword which matches that exactly, and it's dog-friendly dog boat hire Norfolk Broads, um, and it kind of it's the equivalent, the online equivalent to a real-world inquiry that somebody makes if they walk in, or called up, or however they communicate. So I have got uh, three different responses to that, um, to that, to the real-world inquiry. I've got three different in responses that somebody's planning behind a customer service desk might make. Um, We'll go, we'll go through them, and I'll, I'll have a little bit of a rant about each of them, but uh, a bit preposterously, the first one is certainly we've got 115 boats that we hire out. Um, remember the, the original query. Uh, not all of them are pet friendly though, so would you like me to show you them all anyway? <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that you guys all think that that's a bit of a weird response to a very clear inquiry that somebody made when they walked in. Um, but we do that. But we do do that with our websites. We 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 move away from really understanding what somebody's asking and really developing a page which explicitly meets the intent that they that they have at that particular time. Um, so the get the point I'm trying to make here is about relevance. Um, if a page doesn't do what somebody's looking for, or doesn't do what doesn't help somebody achieve what it is they're trying to achieve. Um, they're going to leave that page and go back to SERPs. The equivalent, or, or in the real world, I guess, if you, get, if you were for some reason to give that reply to somebody, for whatever reason, they would feel like they need to reiterate their question. And, and on, in the shop, that's kind of okay. If you reiterate it, you can just clarify. But online, on your website, if somebody reiterates it, they don't reiterate it to you. They reiterate it to Google by using the back button, and they don't click your... They don't click your result, they go to a competitor. Um, so relevance is the relevance is really the the, the key thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, and well, I, w I won't read this one out. I'll just let you guys take it in for a second. Um, I'll, 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 I'll probably talk over it in like five seconds. It's complete drivel. Uh, it's complete and utter drivel. Um, that if you gave that response to somebody in the real world, <laughs> you'd definitely lose their custom. 
Um, but what would happen for certain is that they, you'd start waffling with this monologue and they would, they would stop listening pretty quickly and mostly be concerned with when are they going to shut up and how long do I have to stand here for? Um, and it doesn't, and it's just, it's so crazy to think that you might reply to somebody like that if they, if they walked into your shop and, and made an inquiry. But we definitely still think that this is how we should approach building web pages, or at least some of us do, certainly. Um, so we know, without a shadow of a doubt, that if you write this kind of crap on your website, we know that people don't read it. We've got um, heat maps and scroll m maps and um, eye recordings and all kinds of things to say that people definitely, definitely, definitely don't read it. Um, we also know that four or five years, Google definitely doesn't care about word count. It definitely doesn't care about exact match keywords or secondary variations of keywords. It doesn't need any of those things to understand how good web page is. What it's looking for is, is how in explicitly you understand what it is that somebody's trying to do and how quickly and how well you help them achieve doing that. This, whatever it is on your web page which you want people to interact with or engage with, this just makes it much harder to, for them to do that and it probably pushes there, pushes the important bit of your web page below the fold. Um, and it's it's just it's real vanity if you think that somebody's gonna spend 30 seconds to read that when actually it's completely unrelated to what it is they're trying to do anyway. Which brings me to my more realistic answer, which is uh, a polite hello, a confirmation of a confirmation that you've understood what it is somebody's trying to achieve and then and then some kind of leading <coughs> question to help develop the com leading question to help develop the conversation towards the sale that both of you are trying to make. Um, uh, yeah, that's it really. That's, that, that's um, in real life, that's how you meet logically and, and helpfully you meet the intent of somebody that, that walks in the door. And if you were to do anything else on a website, it would be really, really weird and it wouldn't be good SEO, definitely. Um, I've got another, there's an, this is quite interesting. Um, I've got a little bit, I've gone down a rabbit hole with my real world analogies, but this one's really interesting. Um, so let's say the shop's been open for a couple of months and we've had 20, 10 or 20 people walk in and make a kind of similar request and they all say something along the lines of, do you hire, do you hire boats that I can take my dog on? Or I have a dog, can I hire one of your boats? Or like, basically th these 10 or 20 people all have the same, the same intent in their inquiry, but certainly, certainly nobody uses the same variation of words. Um, and that is exactly the same, exactly the same with keywords. That keyword listing from the first slide is so long because it's got every different type of search. It's got every variation. But there's no reason why we should care about which one is the highest volume or which one has the exact match keyword in it or at the beginning of the sentence. Like it's 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 all completely irrelevant. The only thing we need to understand is is how to group all of those keywords by 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 the ones which have the same intent behind them. And it's, it's really only the intent that's, that's actually the important bit. If we, if we can group the, all of those big long list of keywords, if we can just group those by ones, that have the, by ones that have the same intent, then we can half or quarter that, the length of that list super, super quickly. Probably way more than quarter, sorry. Um, and that's how we do SEO. Uh, and that's what Google's looking for and, and other search engines, there are others. Um, we, we, know that, we know that if, we, if we're keenly understanding the intent of a, of, a, of a person sitting behind their computer, we're then, we're then building pages which explicitly meet that intent, and we're doing that really helpful and really quickly. Um, that will give us, that will give Google faith in us, and that will increase our rankings. And if we have pages which, it, which explicitly meet the needs of people who are searching, then not only is it going to rank high, but it's also going to convert much higher as well. 
um, and any any crap that we put in front of somebody trying to 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 to, to achieve that is is only ever going to hurt our rankings. So um, I want to maybe if we can take that conversation that we just had with our customer, or we're now having with that customer, we can apply it to a to a website. Um, so if you walk, if I'm walking down the street towards my shop or towards the shop as a customer right now, I am. Uh, I can see the shop logo and I can see from the kind of window displays and the stuff that's in the shop. I can really quickly just contextualize what the shop does. Yeah, that's definitely the right place for me. I can go in and there's a person standing there and they're friendly and I can make my inquiry. Um, and we, we can do that uh, exactly the same uh, with the website. We can really quickly uh, and visually contextualize what the page does. Uh, and the general feel of the, or the general purpose of the website, and we can add our logo, obviously, and all of that kind of stuff. Within half a second, you can understand that, based on what you just searched <coughs> and what you clicked on from Google, that you're in the right place. We don't, we don't need any more than that. It doesn't need any words. It doesn't need, it doesn't need a paragraph or an essay. Um, we just need that visual uh, content. And this is the one time in the, co in the talk that I'll talk about exact match keywords as well because if we know what the highest volume exact keyword is, we can then use that at the top of our page, which will resonate with the most amount of people who came from search. But it's not because it's gonna make our page rank higher or because Google needs to know that we know what the exact phrase is. It's just because we know that we can resonate with the most amount of people by using the same words that they did. Um, and it might be that we, um, I think that's, <coughs> that's not an exact match of, of my keyword before. I don't need to. I don't need to put Norfolk Broads. Maybe I've got Norfolk Broads in my logo, for example. But um, I definitely use that keyword to inform the title of my page. Um, and then, so that someone's walked in, they know they're in the right place. They've spoken to the person behind the desk, and they've confirmed that yes, they do. We do hire dog-friendly boats. We definitely do on a website because we've got a page for it. Um, in my opinion, for this specific keyword. The only real way which we can really, really quickly um, and powerfully meet the intent of that person with is with a booking form. Uh, and the only real point I want to make here is that there, are, there probably aren't any amount of words or keywords or pictures that you can stuff on that page that are going to meet that more intently. Um, you don't need the words to tell Google that it's a quality page. You don't need keywords or images or alt text. You just need to understand what the person is trying to do and then, and then, and then help them do it. And there's, there's nothing else that you can do which will convince Google that your page is better than that. Um, after that, it gets a little bit. After that, it gets a little bit more more tricky. We've got to f we kind of have to figure out, really have to dissect all the different types of conversations that we might have with a customer. So if they booked, they're on a different page now. They're on the thank you page. Um, if they haven't booked and they've kept strolls, kept scrolling, there's a reason why they haven't booked because we know that they're highly motivated to, based on the based on the search that they made. Um, but there's but there's obviously still a conversation to have with them because they haven't booked yet. In the real world our salesperson or the person who works in the shop is, is really, really used day in and day out, is used to speaking to people who aren't sure about booking or maybe the price was too expensive or the availability wasn't there or for whatever reason, well, other examples I've got written up there. Um, that person is used to navigating those conversations on a daily basis. That, that, that salesperson is, knows when somebody wants to buy but isn't really concerned with the price but is maybe trying, maybe trying to get a discount. What you know, all the different techniques that customers and the salespeople have um, on our on our website as as SEOs and as copywriters, we don't 
we don't really know any of that stuff. All we can do is go back to the keyword research document. We can look for commercial keywords, sorry, we can look for informational keywords with a high commercial intent. Um, and we can kind of use that to inform the common purchasing considerations or queries that customers have for that, for that topic. Um, and as a conversion specialist, we can A-B test that page um, day in and day out and, and reverse engineer or trial and error the, the best, best combination of that, that content that we can. But it's still guesswork compared with that person who speaks to those customers every single day. Um, if you could get, if you needed to write this page for your website and you could get an SEO and a copywriter and a conversion specialist uh, all, around a web, all around a table, the outcome would only be half if you could have that same conversation put with one of your salespeople or the person who is it that speaks to your customers. Because for all the tools and, um, and elaborate processes we've got to figure it out, that person is the person that speaks to them every single day and has those conversations. And that's, and I've seen it personally time and time and time and time again when if you can just speak to the person who speaks to the customers, you can gain all of the insight that all of these expensive tools will give you, but you can get it in 10 minutes and you can write copy which or content which is really, really, really engaging. Um, and that's, and the plus side is that that's SEO as well. Um, right. I've got, uh, I've got another good, uh, much more quick scenario <laughs> um, where uh, in our real world shop, um, we've noticed our, our competitors selling loads more boats. Um, and our competitor sells more, sorry, not sells, hires loads more boats. Um, and they do that because um, they're a lot cheaper than we are. We sell, oh, we hire luxury boats. Um, so as business owners, we have a little think about what we can do here. Yeah. Um, first idea that gets banded around is putting a, a sale sign in the window or a, or a big banner in the window saying cheap boats for hire. Um, pretty quickly that kind of, we realised the foolhardiness of that um, because we don't sell cheap, or we don't, sorry, I keep saying sell, we don't hire cheap boats. Um, so for all the energy that we spent putting that big sign up in our window, and um, it's not going to get us any more sales. People are going to come in and all that's going to happen is they'll be annoyed with us, not, they won't be pleased because they found a new source to hire boats on the cheap. It's kind of the opposite, right? So w what we need to do is take a step back from that and look at whether we're okay with that because they're not our target audience. Um, that's completely legitimate, you know, completely legitimate thing to think. Um, probably our competitors have a smaller profit margin. Or we might think about diversifying our business, um, at maybe purchasing a range of cheap boats and going after those um, as a way to target this extra um, source of custom. Now, there's an exact, exact online uh, version, uh, online analogy for this. Um, we've gone in SEMrush and we've seen that our competitors get uh, a shit ton more traffic than us and we know they do because they rank um, on average they rank a lot more highly for these for these boat hire terms with the modifying word cheap in them and there's collectively for all these keywords with cheap in it there's loads and loads of search volume and, and our competitors rank much more highly um, and there's all this opportunity for this organic traffic which we're missing out on but they're getting brilliant let's do some SEO let's let's optimize our page with that keyword um, and we'll put a big banner on the page and we'll make a sub uh, we make an h2 subheading and we'll write a whole paragraph about it um, but exactly the same thing might happen god forbid we actually did rank for it and people started coming to our site expecting cheap boats and they're not going to get them um, and all that's going to happen is we're going to get we're, we're going to get bounces from those searches 
and inevitably, even if we hack the rankings and we manage to rank for it, we'll, we'll just go, go back down again. The other two options, the other, the other, the other two uh, uh, options in my um, train of thought here is, is exactly the same as in the other scenario, that we might understand that we're not targeting those people and be okay with that, or we might diversify our, change our business model so we can legitimately market to those people. Um, but the point I'm making is that, that it's, uh, it's completely and utterly identical in both scenarios. This isn't, it's not SEO which dictates the keywords we should go after. It's the, it's the target audience and the business model which dictates, dictates who we should be marketing to. And that is exactly the same online and offline. If we, if we think that we, in 2018, can still hack Google and, and rank for keywords which are unrelevant or with content which is just based on purely on words, is is really, really, really futile. Google is way cleverer than that. Um, so just to finish really quickly, I just want to give a real-world, actual SEO example of this happening. Um, so we've closed our shop. We went out of business. <laughs> We're doing some market research into men's shoes. Um, uh, if you Google men's shoes, you get, you get shoe and you get Clarks and you get Debenhams, the first three results. Or I did anyway. Um, I'm pretty confident that that's a good representation of what the high street looks like right now, um, and it's a very and, it, uh, and it's a very good representation of, or of of Google meeting the intent of somebody who might search for that keyword. That's what you'd expect to find, and it meets the intent of of me having needed new shoes and searching for. But much more likely, I'd search for cheap men's shoes, and the the search for that keyword changes dramatically. No one that ranks for the first keyword ranks for the second keyword, even though they're still quite similar. But this, this modifier, which, which dr drastically changes the intent of the keyword, means that Google now's all over, all over understanding what I'm, what I'm trying to do uh, and gives me completely and utterly different um, results for that keyword. Um, what's really interesting is that maybe apart from uh, that word there, that word there, I can't see any other word of the uh, mention of the word cheap, it, they're not actually optimizing or doing SEO for that keyword, they're just really good at selling cheap shoes and that's why they rank for them. There isn't, there isn't loads of SEO work that we can do to go after a word like that or not short-term SEO work anyway, um, but it's the, it's the fact that those guys have a business which is set up to provide that product really well, that's why they rank for it. Um, so in summary, um, if, we're, if we're understanding who it is that we're talking to, um, if we're both online and offline listening to them and understanding what it is they're trying to achieve and then either creating product lines or creating web pages or landing pages which help people achieve that um, and at the end of the day if we sell a good product, everything we do online, we, we, oh sorry, everything offline we do we can do online. Marketing doesn't change much, there's just, there's just optimization that SEO can do to, to help that happen quicker. I think that's it.